Quarantine Podcast number 40. I feel like it's complete, right? It's 40. 40 is a biblical number. There's completion in it, but we're not done. Today is number 40. It's Proverb Tuesday. Um, we are in Proverbs 5. So here is my disclaimer warning. Students, this one is on sex. Parents, this one is on sex. So student, if you're like, I don't know if... Um, this is something that my folks would want me to hear without them around or without them listening to first. Be wise, like the Proverbs say, and just let them know before you listen to it. But I can't skip a section of proverb. Um, and for some of you who are young, this might be one you want to listen to with your folks. So we're in Proverbs 5 today. Proverbs 5 today. We're going to read the whole thing. My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding, that you may keep discretion, and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of the forbidden woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to the death, her steps follow the path to Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life, her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me. Do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her. And do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others, and your years to the merciless. Lest strangers take their fill of your strength, and your labors go to the house of the foreigner. And at the end of your life, you groan, when your flesh and body are consumed. And you say, how oh, I hated discipline. And my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ear to my, to my instructor, instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets? Sorry, let me put that again. Should you, your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets? Let them be yourself alone, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed, and rejoice in the wife of your youth. A lovely deer, a graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman, and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? For man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him. And he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline. And because of his great folly, he is led astray. If you remember, at the end of 4, it echoes the same idea. Right? Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Turn your foot away from evil. And it ends this section in the exact same way that we should watch our step. There are a couple of things I want to say here. Honestly, we could spend a couple of weeks here, but I'm not going to do that. First, you might see again the repetition. My son, be attentive to my wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding. This has been said over and over again. Why? Why is he, why is he repeating this? You know, 
Proverbs aren't something you're going to read once and then put down and say, Aha, I, I am wise, I have wisdom. Proverbs and the scripture is something that we have great need to sit in and rest in and chew the cud, right? Um, take the example of a farmer who is plowing hard soil. You know, our hearts and our natural inclinations are much like hard soil. But we need to beat the ground. We need to tend the dirt. We need to, to turn it and water it and work it and make it to where growth can take place. And that only happens over the course of seasons of life and in returning to the same soil in which to work it. And likewise, here in these Proverbs, these are not things that we can just read and suddenly they become our own, but it is something that we will need to return to over and over again for it to become who we are. And here, as they warn against adultery, it is one of those temptations that has been around since the very beginning. You know, they didn't have online pornography. They didn't have the sexualized culture in the same way that we have it, right? You can't turn on a Tide commercial half the time without there being some sort of um, sex that is being sold, some sort of lust, some sort of eye-catching body part, right? But they did have a sexualized culture in a different way. I mean, you'll read it as you read the Old Testament in regards to the gods of Baal and Asherah, Asherah being the Asherah pole and the goddess of fertility. Um, temple prostitution and the Canaanite religions was common practice. And so one of the things that this Solomon is speaking directly to here is the availability of centers of adultery that are scattered all over the countryside. This is a common practice. Much like you know where your local Starbucks is, every Jew knew probably where the local brothel was or the temple prostitution area. So this is something that they had access to. And we know from the scripture that many of them participated in. So this is why he comes back to here, much like he began to introduce in chapter 1, this idea of do not play with fire. Do not even go near the door of the house. Because it looks, if you see in verse 3, it looks good. It drips of honey. It's Speech is smoother than oil. It's similar language from when it, the Proverbs are talking about wealth. I believe it's in Proverbs 3. But in the end, she's bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Two-edged sword is one you would hide and one that's used to kill. For her feet go down to death and her steps to the path of Sheol, the place of the dead. And she does not ponder the path of life. Notice that again. It is something that we will wander into 
And then if you contrast that with the end of the proverb, watch your steps. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for you? You have to make intentional decisions as a teenager to not put yourselves in situations that this will be a temptation for you. You have to intentionally make decisions on the types of parties that you will attend. Am I saying don't go to parties? No. Go to parties. Have fun with your friends. But what type of parties will they be? What will be there? Who will be there? How do you put fences up on your digital activity? Or is the world open for you to see? Technology is good if it's used well. When you do eventually enter a relationship, are you having conversations with your significant other involving what you will not do to tempt the other? If you're not having those conversations, you will simply wander into it. I can promise you that. Are you having conversations with wise people who have walked this path in front of you or are you a fool who says they've never dealt with this type of interaction or love before? They're just a different type of people. I was watching The Princess Bride yesterday, and it almost made me sick. At the very beginning, right, um, Wesley says to Buttercup, ours is a different sort of love. To quote one of my favorite pastors, Vodibachum, help you. Help you. No, it ain't. You know, do we choose to fall in love? Do we just say love is something we wander into? Or do we make intentional decisions with the feelings that we have and direct them so that it flows like a good cistern? The cistern here that they're talking about in verse 15, the springs that they're talking about here in verse 16, these are essentially sexual euphemisms. It's used in Song of Songs too. And when he says, drink from the water of your own cistern, flowing water from your own well, he's talking about the marriage. Enjoy the relationships that the Lord will give you if he chooses to give you those. But understand that fountains outside, the water outside, it is dirty water. And much like dirty water, in the world, it will kill you. It will kill you. Now, I've said it before, but Proverbs does repetitions. I'll say it again. The strongest man in the Bible fell into sexual temptation. The wisest man in the Bible fell into sexual temptation. And the man who loved God most in the Bible fell into sexual temptation. You are not above falling into sexual temptation. Guard your ways. Mark your paths. Surround yourself with wise people. And it will bring you great joy at the end of your life. When you don't say, woe is me, what have I done? Utter ruin. But are able to speak well of the life that you've lived Hope to see you later this week. We do have Yak, 
starting back up this weekend. Hope to see many of you. Peace.